0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hey gang so i'm getting a lot of questions about daily fantasy what is it how does it work how do i get involved all that jazz so pretty simple if you haven't played it before each and every week throughout the season you can pick a brand new team for that week with a salary cap you gotta spend within the cap pick your team put it into a contest and uh see how the dice roll for you we have a listener League set up with our friends at DraftKings at At Show Listener League and each and every week They are dropping in contests, including plenty of free-to-enter contests where you can go up against your fellow listeners to the show, me, Propo, the Guru Sandrini. We're going to get lots of our show friends and guests and all pros to drop in teams. We're trying to raise money for charity. You can go and try and win prizes galore. There is a lot of fun to be had. So if you click the link in the show notes for the podcast, wherever you're listening to it, or head on over to our social channels at The NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok now about them apples you can join the league get involved uh, and of course as always with these things 18 plus be Hello and welcome to The Dat Coombe Show. It is Iron Mike Mondays, our week six review show coming your way. And we're going to look at it in this kind of way today, gang. We're going to take a number of the teams that we didn't see coming, that are now contenders, that we didn't predict would be in the game. Hello, New York. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Dallas, who went that Prescott went down everybody, bar the great Shane Vereen, from what I can work out. said so that was their season done. Who'd have thunk that? that they are right in the mix as well. The Vikings, second best record in the NFL at five and one. Other Patriots, legit. Bailey Zappi versus Matt Jones, a quarterback controller that No one, surely on the face of the earth, predicted that. And what about, conversely, the teams that we figured were going to be heavyweight contenders this season that are flattering to deceive? And then some, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Bucks, The Rams might have won yesterday. They don't seem to be fluent and cohesive, the champs. So that's how we're going to frame another whirlwind week in the NFL with the always brilliant Iron Mike Carson. Hi, Mike. Good to see you. Fresh from our, our dim sum in Chinatown last week. Thank you very much. Yeah, again. that worked. That, that worked out well. <laughs> that was good fun. And we were debating the um, the boss's top fifty as well, which uh, uh, you'd ha- you'd found in in uh, Mojo. Mojo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not not huge. More disagreements with Mojo than with you. Yeah, that's right. And and that that struck me as being strange because I kind of Mm. thought, given the generation gap um, and given the fact that Mojo, I think, is produced mostly by creaky old men like me, um, (laughs) you know, they and I would be on more or less the same page. But um, there were there were quite a few, you know not to put things down, this this applies to a lot, but, you know, just everything can't be number one, Mm. but there were quite a few of of the songs that were listed in their top 50 that they had in the sort of 20 to 30 range, you know, more, more or less that I thought were top 10 and a number Mm. in the top 10 that I just thought maybe it's it's Mm. recency bias or something like that. But I think the interesting thing for listeners was kind of what you and I agreed on is, is like our top, song or and or top two or three songs are always the kind of boss songs that make the most impact on you when you were young enough to right. to absorb such an impact <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, so true. you know and and since i was already in my 20s when he came along that was that was in my you know just post-college sh- shortly post-college years and for you obviously it was in your your past school years, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'd like to think of it as my teenage years, but you can call it what you want. I'm like, anyway, I love the dip sub. It's good catching up. I love that as well. Uh, we are going to do a, a power rankings of sorts ourselves. We're not actually going to list a, a 1 to 32 or anything like that, but. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to group two (laughs) batches, teams that we have, uh, I guess considered, are considering as real surprises, contenders we didn't see coming, and then conversely, those heavyweights that we figured at the top of the season, the start of the season, we're going to be uh, right in the mix of struggling for different reasons. So, if we start with the the former, and let's start in New York. Who'd have thunk that we'd have the Giants at five and one, the Jets uh, at four and two, respectively. Let's start with with the giants there you've got mike looking at their running i mean a very clear pathway to the playoffs now we talked about pre-london if they could beat green bay in london do we have to start taking them seriously despite the obvious shortcomings they do that they win again they're now five and one as i say they've got two games against washington they're playing indie they've got jacksonville seattle houston and detroit all games that they could particularly the form they're in take down what 75 percent of so I'll ask again the same question. Are we now looking at the Giants as a very realistic playoff team? Certainly.
1: Um, I think I said last week, I I didn't think nine and eight was impossible uh, Mm -hmm. for them at at that point. Um, And that would probably get them into the playoffs to some disbelief, I thought. Um, and the week before that, I think I had said that Brian Dayball was already the lock, my lock for coach of the year, <laughs> right? <laughs> barring a huge collapse. So um, I agree completely. The same thing we said about Philadelphia a few weeks ago is that you have to look at the strength of schedule given the divisions that they're playing. And, and, and the Giants, of course, have an easier group in those divisions, you know, mm. as well as being in a as as well as the East not being a strong division itself. So that yeah, the chances are very good they have a winning record that they they go to the playoffs and that Dayball
0: is the coach of the year. Mm. Um so bringing this to, to the Jets as well, and I guess we'll we'll get into a similar kind of question. In fact, one of those has come in about the Jets from James. You've got a lot of questions in from the mailbag that I will aim to pepper in throughout the course of the show at the end, Show. Thanks for all of those, gang. And James E. asked, are the Jets making the playoffs this year? So just bringing the Jets into the mix as well, at four and two, in in, in, a, in a an equally tough division to to break out of, of course, both the East and the Well, tougher,
1: tougher I, I think. Even tougher, um, you think? Well, then the NFC East, yeah. The,
0: well, yeah, I guess they, so, they've got, they got Buffalo,
1: the they've yeah. got the Patriots, and they've got Miami. Yeah. Um, well, the Patriots my, are on
0: our list as a surprise to you. so Yeah, so
1: my, Miami, um, Miami with two are back will be a, a tough nut mm. for most teams. I don't, you know, I, I, some, some, um, someone I like a lot uh, said, you know, oh, if two had been with Miami, they'd be undefeated right now, which I think is a crock. Um, They're not that good. Mm. uh, They can put up some points. I mean, you look at the first game of the season, they were fortunate to beat New England. Mm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a a gimme, say, and they've got to play them again. But um, the Jets have to have to do that. I'm I'm just looking at the schedule now um, since it came up. And they've also got. Tougher um,
0: than the rest, I guess, the Jets. Yeah, well, they've got they've got Minnesota. See what, see what I did there on Mike with the yeah. tougher than the rest. No, <laughs> you, know you I,
1: did. No, I, I, I noticed it your, and I was away. going to comment when I, but because I was already, I was already doing the same thing in my mind. And <laughs> I, I I was waiting for Green Bay for darkness at the, at the <laughs> oh, yeah. side of let's, town.
0: Okay, let's roll this, Steve. But
1: anyway, their the schedule's a bit tougher. Mm. Um, you know, they've beaten, you um, They've beaten good teams. They've beaten bad teams. Um, mm. And I don't think I think they're less well positioned than the Giants. And I also think their offense is more likely to fall apart at some point, although this is the theme of this year's NFL is mm. if you can run the ball and if you commit to it and your offensive line is relatively good and you've ideally got two running backs to carry you through, unless you're Tennessee, Um you're, you can win games in this league.
0: So I, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I, w- I want to get into it in, in the context, of course, of the, the change to the passing game this season pretty much across the board, which is that most teams, even if they have that explosive threat are, are not necessarily utilizing them in the way that we've seen in recent years. And you've pointed out on the show, a lot of that is because defenses have caught up, of course, and that old Mahomes to Tyreek Reed offense and, and Kansas City will talk about the game against the Bills a bit later on. Their offense has obviously changed as a result, and and many teams are following the same direction where it is shorter, dink and dunk, long drives, eating up the clock, uh, without this explosive play, and as you say, a, an emphasis for many teams that's, on the ground game. Right, the Giants, the Jets. That's exact.
1: We- that's exactly it. Um, You know, you have a, a a slice of teams in the NFL who basically are playing single wing or, you know, or variants of that with a quarterback who's a running threat. Um Murray, Hurts, Fields, um, Jackson, even, even Jones, uh, obviously right? uh, that I was just. Yeah. The Giants have used Jones more in that way. The Bills use Allen in that way, although Bill, Allen is one of the few elite quarterbacks right now in the league. There's probably maybe four. Um, Who's on your list? Uh, Mahomes? Well, it, w- it would be Mahomes, Allen, um, Herbert, and um, Gino. Gino probably Smith. Burrow. G- don't underrate Gino. the funny part about Gino is watching him. It's like watching him in college. I mean, he's got a great arm. You know, he's he's finally sort of like in a system where he's yeah. not thrown out to the wolves. And, and what you were saying is absolutely right, because it goes back to this whole... Um, idea of defenses going back to too deep to stop being beaten over the top and what that does and i remember this from nfl europe galen hall who coached the ryan fire Mm. always just played cover two basically um some variations but it was basically always too deep and what you had to do to beat him it was zone coverage underneath was you had to Take the stuff they were giving you, the short stuff, the, the holes in the zone, but you could make a mistake. Mm. And we don't have enough guys who can do that without making a mistake. And that's mm. what that's what it all that's why you run the ball. That's why, you know, you you play that that kind of a game and um, you don't you don't necessarily have to take those long shots mm. and not to jump ahead too much, but it's what Green Bay is not doing. Oh, yeah, we'll
0: definitely get, get into that. Yeah. So just so, follow up so on I, that, just I like, just, just I that, like that a lot because, you know, and
1: then, so what teams are doing as well, the teams that aren't playing too deep zone, it's all pass rush. You know, if you can rush with four, you're you're great but if you've got mm. dynamite rush- rushers and you've got to commit the extra guy you're okay as well and that's what the jets are you know i said after the london game dexter lawrence i thought was my mvp of that game he was brilliant in on the defensive line for the giants mm.
0: Quinn and williams was the mvp of the game for the jets um yesterday mm-hmm. so that balance then begs the question or if that balance is 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 working and is amongst the most effective ways of approaching the 2022 NFL with those teams that have and there are a lot of them that have these quarterbacks like Zach Wilson like Cooper Rush and I know we'll get on to, to Dallas and, and Dak will, I'd like to come back in but based on how he's played even with New England and we'll get onto them too with with Bailey Zappi and these quarterbacks that are Mariota I guess you could look at I know he's got he's more of a dual threat and has got that edge to him as well at some point is that competent, average, solid... A lot of these guys are passing for under 200 yards a game many many games because that's what the offense is asking them to do. At some point, particularly in the the deep waters of the playoffs, is that going to turn out to be a problem? In other words, the, the really the wider range yeah. and the quarterback to the highest ceiling will come good in that situation. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what happens as the season goes on and you start playing better teams, you, you run into the defenses that can shut your offense off completely you know, and and that's the brilliance of of what the Giants have been doing. You know, the Jets have been a little bit different in that they've come back strangely. You know, in a number of games uh, with big come like Baltimore, being You know, big unseen comebacks toward the end. Toward the end, the Giants are doing what the Eli Manning Giants used to do. You know, in their good year, the two Super Bowl years, say. It's just keeping tight with that defense. They stay mm. close to you and they need one big play or one good drive and they take a lead, you know, and then teams often just, but when you're playing the better teams, that's hard to do. The, the explosive offensive teams. If, if, if you have to play catch up, you're in a whole different game. Mm. Um, and if you're playing a really good defense all the way around, like a, say, a, a, I'd love to see day when Dayball would, if, um, um, goes up to um play buffalo you know a real mm. day bowl um <laughs> to, you know yeah. um this game was wink bowl, day bowl. You know, the 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 uh, giants you know had wink martindale as their yeah, defensive right. coordinator so but you know day ball, day ball would be um would be a really good matchup to see how he how he would be able to cope with what is you know a very very effective defense? I've been mm. saying this for a long time, but you know um, McDermott's defense is well drilled. They've got good people. Um, they're they're tough on on every level, and they basically mm. dare you to beat
0: them by not making mistakes. Mm. You know, God, so many questions off the off the back of that. So John, staying on the quarterback tip for a minute, even though Brady and Rogers, and we're going to get onto those with the heavyweights. Yeah, the no longer in, in that elite four. <laughs> but are, are they going if they make the if they make the knockout? If they make the tournament. Are they going to come into their own because they have that dimension to the game? I'm calling
1: Doctor Freud. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going. I mean, I can get I can make observations about what's going on, but when I watch Rogers out there, you know, mm. they, these kind of in, in London they were kind of desultory. They came out having given up a long touchdown drive. And they needed to control the ball, you know, not let let the Giants make it a, t- a tight game. And Rodgers came out and threw three straight passes down the sidelines deep, mm. while none of which came remotely close to being complete, n- and none of which the receiver was open. This week he had Dubs open a couple of times, you know, and he underthrew him by about five yards. He overthrew him by about five yards. Mm. And I'm just saying and, – and then he, he walks off. And I'm just thinking that, you know, that what was the first play of the season for the Green Bay Packers?
0: It was in Deception.
1: No, it was a forty-five-yard uh, touchdown pass to Christian Watson that he oh dropped. that he
0: dropped. Yeah, sure. The yeah, Watson that was drop, the yeah, first yeah.
1: play. I think Rodgers was was like terminally shocked by the, he's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, yeah. it, it looks like it looks like he just doesn't want to throw the ball to some of these guys.
0: You know, and and. And is that, I mean, is that, is that, I mean, people talk about his demeanor and uh, you know, his clearly some, demonstrable. Some, someone put up a picture
1: of him after the game, he was walking, I guess, through the lot, you know, out, out to the team bus or whatever. And he had on his headphones and, you know, all the sunglasses. And, mm. and someone Much said, Much like you, know, you
0: after the show, Mike.
1: Exactly. Someone said, who is this? You know, wrong answers only. And my answer
0: was Cliff Kingsbury's stylist. <laughs> <laughs> but is he, um, is he, is he, is he, I mean, is there a, He's a pro. He's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, he
0: he's is. Not... He is a pro. But I think this
1: deliberately, is he? I mean, there's this petulance people talk about. No, but, I, mean, I, I think he's given up on Lafleur. I think Lafleur's mm. been out coached three weeks in a row mm. and lost to two bad teams and should
0: have lost to New England. So is that because Adam on Twitter asked what's going wrong in, in Green Bay? I mean, how long have you got we could spend a whole show on that? But is is that the the fun the crux of the issue is that Rogers doesn't buy LaFleur. Lafleur is out of his depth. And well, that's it's going wrong. Either that or they just are not
1: on the same page and aren't going to get there because you know, and and I made this argument last week somewhere, and um this week, AJ Dillon, you know, and Aaron, Aaron Jones didn't weren't really convincing, but that's where their offense has to lie. I mean, they need to recognize that maybe their offensive line isn't good enough. You know, maybe what they look at as a good offensive line that we've looked at is the fact that they pass protect for Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't get sacked very often and gets rid of the ball. Um, very quickly. And maybe if they really have to establish themselves, which I thought they had done last year as a running team between mm-hmm. those two guys, they were virtually even in, in rushes, uh, rushing yardage, you know, and, um, and they were going to, you know, I, I'd be using pony formations a lot more, you know, I'd be look at Dable, dable has got, he was like in, in three setback. Um, pistol formation, you know, okay, it looked, if you'd put, if you'd put, um, jones under center would have looked like a split you know mm. an old uh straight t you know mm. uh and they're the running i i mean i just don't see it i, I just see Lafleur trying and rogers trying the same thing and you know maybe it the was defensively as well right i mean we Prop and I defensively are they're not as good as we the secondary in were. particularly it,
0: yeah and the talent there is, is struggling it was it cousin greg that said you did you make this point on last week's show someone made it on last week's show that greg rosenthal said why is it, it might have been ollie actually on on edge rush the, the Packers at the start of the season always look like they've got a top five defense on paper but end up with a bottom five defense
1: yeah, well out- I, I my point was it last week I think yeah it was after the London game. Mm. You know what the, the Giants the Giants played man coverage, even though their secondary was was decimated basically mm-hmm. because they looked they Wink looked at the, the Packers and said, none of those guys are going to beat me. You know it, if 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 they can win with that wide receiver group let yeah. them, yeah. but I'm not going to. I'm not going to sell out my coverage to stop those guys. Mm. I'm going to sell my coverage out to stop, you know, to rush Rodgers to mm. stop the run game. Joe um, Joe Barry on the other side looked at the looked at the um, Giants receiving core, which was almost as decimated as their secondary, mm. you know, their top receiver and stayed in his zone. Mm. And the Giants moved up the field, finding the holes in the zone, you yeah. know, and, and this is Joe Barry is, you know, basically at heart, a Tampa two guy. Um, it, it's kind of the background he comes from. And, mm. and it worked last year because they were disciplined and they hadn't been under Mike Petton. Mm. Um, they were kind of a guesswork defense with Pettin, Um, but this year, this year, teams are not giving them that chance to, to do that. You know, they're, um, and they're going to have to have to shift it up. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's case it's a case of coaching in a, in Mm. a lot, in a lot of the NFL right now, because there's such a level of, I don't want to say mediocrity, but, but it's kind of like, there's. Very little cream at the top and everything Mm -hmm. else has settled down into... you Know into what the NFL ideally if seems to want, which would be like 28 teams finishing
0: all in contention for most of the season. Jeff yeah.
1: Fisher re- records, oh, hey, leave Jeff, know, and then the algorithm factors in you know who has the most highlights on Sports Center and who scored the most fantasy points, <laughs> and that's who makes the playoffs. If Jeff
0: know? Fisher was still coaching, could his teams possibly go eight and a half, eight and a half? That's what, I, <laughs> <laughs> what I like, like to they,
1: they would love to, you yeah. know, and I think you mentioned tennessee and or no you talked mm. about mariota and you watch yeah.
0: mariota they're
1: running a college offense they're running a basically a you know option read option rpo mm. kind of offense with mariota which is what he did at oregon you
0: know, so that's a, that's an extension of the question i asked earlier with so uh, what what i didn't get an answer from you outside of the rogers dysfunction right now but if if somehow the packers can turn it around and similarly the bucks Quarterbacks like Brady and Rodgers in the playoffs, are they going to be more effective because of their range in, in theoretical range than a player like Mariota, say, uh, particularly as the season goes on? Well, yeah, to it, I that. mean, it's
1: going, to, it's going to be tough for a team like Atlanta. Mm. You know, they are playing pretty well defensively, but it's going to be tough for a team like that to advance far in the playoffs because you're going to run into a team where you can't, you, the RPO won't, doesn't work all the time. And, and of so course clappy. they don't, they don't have Pet Cordero, um, mm. you know, so they don't have their version of Derek Henry kind of running Although right. that kid from Weber state was running really hard. Um, I almost, I was tempted to switch to the game because, mm. you know, on red zone, you only see the runs that don't get stopped <laughs> at the line of scrimmage. Um, but, but Hunt was named Huntley. Um, mm. and he was kind of off my radar, but, but, um, he, he was looking real, really good. And, you know, it's basically the same sort of formula that Tennessee uses. Mm-hmm. And you and we know what happens with Tennessee. You know, they, they can go a long way, but eventually they right. get caught by a team that scores on them early, you know, or 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 catches up to them and takes the lead. And then and then they've got to kind mm-hmm. of go to a pass game that they don't they don't really have. Yeah. Um,
0: on yeah, Green Bay, new, just to look come, at New England. Well, I want to get to them in a minute. I just yeah. to finish up Green Bay. So two the things. <laughs> well, Randall Cobb's out, so that's another big blow for them. Considering well, it isn't. Much, I mean, <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, but he's a go-to guy for. I yeah, mean, I mean, but but has he? He's not.
1: He's not a go-to guy. If well, he, Randall Cobb no, is your go-to guy, yeah, right. you have a problem, which I'm is no, I'm not that, making, has been, you yeah. know, I'm not knocking Randall Cobb, who's a great, you know, who's a really good player and has been, but if he's your go-to guy, you got a problem. He's not your number one receiver.
0: He's my age as well. So yeah, fair point. He had a, he obviously <laughs> had a big game against the Giants, but yeah, once he had two, five, seven, and I think he, that might be the highest, the most number of yards out of any Packers receiver. Another stat that jumped out or a, a bit of info that jumped out just to emphasize the, the problems there that Rogers has got at uh, the highest paid receiver. Or tight end on the roster is Mercedes Lewis. Lewis. Mercedes That's Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes Lewis. On the other uh, hand, yeah. he's the lowest paid tackle on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The um. So just on the way the Jets are winning, the way the Giants are winning, and as you uh, pointed out, so clearly at the top of the show, are we going to see a resurgence? Uh, uh, r- establishing once again the significance of the running back. We, for the last five, six, seven years, the running back has been diminishing in value in all kinds of ways, right? It, yeah. Are we seeing a change?
1: Well, yeah, well, yes, um, and but I don't, you know, it's an interesting question when you ask it in terms of the Giants, because Barkley's contract is up at the end of the year and mm-hmm. Jones's contract is up at the end of the year. And what they decide to spend to keep those guys will be will be yeah. interesting cuz i'm not sure that you actually spend big to keep
0: barkley to keep it individual versus I right to, exactly to keep it right.
1: individual versus a, a number of competent runners you know uh, running backs are unfortunately more or less fungible in the league partly because they're probably the highest risk position for injury
0: yeah in in the league um so saquon i guess has demonstrated that, that level up right well there? he's
1: the, he's the, he's the team i mean he, yeah. he he's like He's their version the of Cameron. Derrick Henry. They, the, well, Henry, yeah. Henry offense when he was fit. Yeah. yeah. The offense is going to rise or fall on on, on his success.
0: Um But Stevenson in, in New England, do you feel that he's at that level? Are we well, I
1: know. Coach? I I would almost guarantee that when he reaches the end of his rookie They'll contract, they yeah. they no, it's not that they let him go, but they won't offer him huge money the to stay. And you know, if, if you don't get caught up in the if you don't get caught up in the Initial free agency Panic Mm. You might be able To re-sign Barkley Or you know Or other teams With with running backs Like that To a, a an affordable contract, you know, mm. more than you would spend on a rookie, but not as much as you would spend on your quarterback or wide receiver. So mm. a lot's going to depend on what they decide to do at quarterback mm. in terms of how much money they have available. Would Barkley take a long termish deal for like six seven, well, seven million a year, say eight million a year? Mm. Um, or does he want, you know, the kind of the kind of deal that that Zeke got from you know, but what look, do you think doing do Dallas that. who's who's another running team?
0: Yeah. You know, and Pollard, pay Zeke and it hasn't, hasn't yeah, If you pay off.
1: Zeke, you have to pay Pollard. Yeah. Right? And, and but, I guess
0: even with Carolina and McCaffrey, because of injuries, to your point, you know, that hasn't really demonstrated value, even though he's a hell of a player. With with the Giants and Daniel Jones, we talked about this a few weeks back, that conundrum they've got particularly is they contend this season and Dayball delivers the best season to date for, for Jones as a pro. Is there a chance that Jones and his people, assuming he's not a Lamar star representing himself, you know, Jones and his agents look at it and think, this is a great, because you make a great point about situation, right? We see it time and time again, that Gino's in a situation that is stronger and more uh, supportive than anything he's seen before. And we see this in loads of sports, right? I always remember... The Great Dimitri Pyatt when he came over to West Ham and he was 27, 28. He was a good player. You know, he had a bit of a reputation and he was exceptional for a the couple Giants, of years. the Giants will never sign him. Well, they might they, they might do. Hey, the Rams might sign him as running back the way they <laughs> go. The um, but it was the it was the right situation. A player, even at the relatively later stages of his career, found the right spot the right time. So is Daniel Jones gonna look at the situation and think, I'll take less money if the Giants lowball a bit a bit on the offer and say, okay. We'll give you an extension of this amount, and it's maybe not the market rate he should be getting because he thinks this is the best fit for me, and there isn't potentially the same level of market. It's a elsewhere. good
1: it's a good point, but it's one that doesn't seem to be to be adopted very often by mm-hmm. players or their agents, probably more particularly the The question will be, will Jones have shown enough at the end of the year to be very attractive to other teams, right? Or will they look at it the way you've just described? He's a product of that system. Mm. I don't think he's, you know, teams always get fooled by other teams, get fooled by that more than the teams, you know, who, who bring the guy, the guy through, you know, mm. we've got to have this guy look at how well he played. Well, yeah, he, he played really well because th- that team has a good offensive line receivers, good mm-hmm. coaching, you know, w- whatever. Um, yeah, and you see this in lots of sports where mm. where' players often sign free agency contracts that are more or less against their best playing interests. Uh, Mm. Not to mention guys whose agents seem to ignore like tax considerations. While um, getting him more money in front. But then you move from a state that has right. you know, no no income like, tax. Florida no, is good for no, that, right? Yeah, no state tax or, or low state tax. and You go to New York where there's a city tax and a state tax you know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But that's another that's another story. Well, that was, I think Jones is going to be a difficult decision for them be, because you also have to consider if you let him walk. What do you do as a replacement? You know mm-hmm. is there a free agent out there you would you would want to replace him or do, it's right. going to be we we keep saying every week it's going to be a strong quarterback draft you know do you really want to put a rookie in you know mm-hmm.
0: um and the way the giants are going they're not going to necessarily get no exactly high pick right exactly so, um yeah. one from andy robson at the nc show uh just to draw a line under the jets giants chat iron mike can anybody he asks, see the possibility of a Jets Giant Super Bowl? <laughs> or was I'm it sure, just the I'm sure mushroom about, omelet I yeah. had for breakfast? Yeah,
1: I'm sure there's about 6 million people in the tri state area <laughs> who went to bed dreaming of it.
0: Like, he had a mushroom omelet for breakfast last night. And, but yeah, had I, a I don't know. That,
1: that would require a real, uh, you know, a kind of realignment of a number of places out in the galaxy um, mm. to, to get the star signs. Clip that, that
0: up. I'll clip that up. Or, or like, maybe, we
1: have a- yeah maybe Jesus. a meteorite, maybe a meteorite hitting
0: the right city. And- <laughs> <laughs> My God, would it be amazing? Uh, here's one from Peter Holmes. Hey, Peter, let's move on to the New England Patriots. Is it zappy time in New England? He asks, is there a quarterback controversy for the next game against the Bay? It's
1: really interesting, is it? Because Mac Jones, even last year is not, it's not like, Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, you know. Right. It's it's not um and this year he was he was very underwhelming. Yeah. Um although the Patriots the have been underwhelming. You know, there was a moment at the beginning of of the game this week where they were down in the in the red area like on the 5 or 7 yard line and Isaiah Wynn went offside again. Mm-hmm. Um and I said, how many games has he done this? <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know, how many mistakes do they make? Mm-hmm. Um and you know they let they let zappy go a little bit they they called a few more slightly more adventurous plays on unexpected downs you know um they they ran a bit out of the shotgun and they passed a little bit out of out of uh the t um which they you know it had been sort of like telegraphing each play before that um so so i think zappy Zappi has shown the same kind of composure, more or less, that Jones showed last year, last season. Right. But but he adds an element of maneuverability that that Jones doesn't really offer. You know, mm. he's now they they probably simplified things for him a bit, even last week, you know, to try to make the reads easier. Um, but I was impressed with the way he altered his throwing style. It, it would it will be I, I don't know, is there I assume there's not a controversy simply mm. for the reason That Jones is their first round guy and Zappi was a fourth round pick last Mm -hmm. year. So that's not where you usually create a controversy. The answer is usually the Bledsoe Brady thing was sort of the same, except Brady had been around for. You know he'd been with the team for two years, so yeah. So they they knew what you they know, had. Because this is, it. are we getting a bit carried
0: been? away with Zappi? I mean, he's been great. You know, in in the context of him coming in in the situation he's come in, but are we getting a bit carried away after a, a, yeah, cup of I mean, a couple of couple cups of coffee? Here. Belichick has outcoached three of
1: the young bright coaches in the last three weeks mm. completely. You know, the the, the Packers didn't beat. New England because Lafleur outcoached Belichick. They beat him because Rodgers made made a play when and New England couldn't make a play that you know that might have kept them out of overtime in that game. You know, mm-hmm. if they a better play call probably would have would have done that. But I mean, you know, um, Stefanski looked. You know, they they stopped the run. Their defense is playing really well. They stopped the run. If Miles Bryant wasn't in their secondary 60% of the time, other teams wouldn't be able to complete very many passes. Um and um Cleveland had no no real um, option once they fell down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was the game. That was the game. Bristet you know, I, I I want to know what the odds are on game. How many games has Bill Belichick lost coaching against his former team when his when a former quarterback of his his is, playing quarterback? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, can, I think we've got we got a very a small feel. sample size there, but but you know, they know what what Brissette can and can't do basically. Yeah. Hey, Mike! Did
0: you see the rookie uh, giving, uh, trying to give Belichick the game ball? That was great that footage.
1: Yeah, that w- that was fantastic. It's, uh, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. With it some coaches, that would keep you with the team for another three years. You yeah. know, it's, it's <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe Gunnar, Olszew- Gunnar Olszewski did something like that. You know, um, but why was but he so in the Belichick's so- look was just I mean There were some veterans who would take that
0: look and then just walk to the locker room and start packing their bag. You know, speaking of which, (laughs) it was nice that just on that one, Mike, it was nice that, so McCourty came over when it won the game and he tied Halas for the, for uh, the record, the way McCourty, over, the way he reacted to McCourty, I mean, that just showed me, I was weighing in on Belichick saying he's socially dysfunctional. But did you
1: see the text McCourty got from his brother? No. You know, who before he went to the Patriots, sat, you know, had played in Cleveland for yeah, years and sure. years. Yeah, His yeah. brother texted him from the locker room. He says, this is what a locker room looks like in Cleveland after you win.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, listen, just on the Patriots' D, as you say, they've been so effective and were, once again, right? I mean, absolutely, absolutely stifled the the Browns. I don't think we should over... I'm oh, sorry, understate the um, <laughs> Freudian slip. Understate the impressive performance against Detroit. Because Detroit had been averaging, what, 35 a game? And I know it's Detroit, yeah. but they completely shut them out. So with that and the composure they've got at quarterback, whether they go Mac or Zappa, Stevenson's legit. They seem to be finding their identity offensively now. Are we looking at them as – I mean, Belichick's buying into them as, as as sneaky contenders here. Nobody saw them as contenders, but they're no, here. They I, think, I
1: think they're still going to have probably I'm sure. – I'm not sure they can – you know, that second game with Miami is going to be a big one. Mm. Um, if they can, you know, they'll, they'll need to win that to keep their play. If they lose it, then then all of a sudden they're they're kind of behind Miami in in the in the shot for a, for a wild card, you know, yeah. regardless of what happens on, on the rest of the schedule. Um, I'm not sure they can. They, they're still geared to cope with speed. Um, I'm not sure the secondary is good enough and they don't have the um the game breaking pass rusher.
0: Mm. Uh you
1: know, everything everything works in a in a flow with them. Mm-hmm. Um they're very good at stopping running running games, which mm-hmm. which they did. Uh they were well, that's lucky. Like in the that's sense... a real
0: that's a real edge this season. Yeah right? they I
1: mean... I mean Detroit didn't real didn't have Swift and, mm. and St. St. Brown was not hundred percent. So the, the Browns the two, had
0: their guys, yeah. The
1: two big threats were, you know, were, were neutralized for them. Uh I'm not jumping on any bandwagon right now. The the main thing I'd like to see is is a more explosive offense and there were there was a hint of that in Tyquan Thornton mm. getting two touchdowns. Yeah. Um because that's what they drafted him for was to be a speedster who could open up defenses um May you know and we saw he got one on an end around where scott hansen had no clue as to who mm. the guy was scoring the <laughs> scoring the but touchdown. to be fair to scott
0: hansen he dropped a cheese sauce in uh, when sauce gardener was wearing the... that was a good one
1: i and i he sent the, the tweet out one. you know when you're <laughs> yeah. when you're hot you're hot yeah. it's not his job <laughs> it's a know whole cheese player sauce. <laughs> although <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. after a season you know, and and thornton obviously making but there's the guys there that you know should be holding up the the cue cards saying
0: taekwondo <laughs> <laughs> he needs a couple of spotters but mike it's interesting i know and I completely agree with you that let's not get carried away and the bandwagon jumping is uh, is rife. But the way the AFC has gone, having, of course, started the season saying, oh, my God, the AFC is. So if you look at the the way the North and the West are right now, I mean, that is playing into the Patriots' hands for for a wild card spot because the West
1: uh, yeah, Yeah, you're going to have a lot of teams mired in that 10 and 7 kind of.
0: Yeah, 9 uh, and 8 or, maybe. Sorry, yeah, 10 and yeah.
1: 7 air, area, um, 9 and 8 nine and eight area um i mean what what did we learn well again we're not we're not into that right now but but you know the bills and the chiefs are obviously mm. the two best teams
0: hey let's go there now let's let's talk yeah. about bills and chiefs.
1: the bills and chiefs are obviously the two best teams and the next one down the line is mm. kind of a long way down the line I yeah think. Um, who
0: is who do you have third behind him oh geez or is there a uh, clear third or is it a gaggle just, of
1: is there a clear third? No, the third is probably Baltimore, but mm. Baltimore has severe problems closing <laughs> out games. Um <laughs> the, the Chargers, it. we'll see what they do tonight. Um, you know, and they're they're kind of injury riddled, but I think potentially they would be the the next team the next team in line. Um Vikings? The, well, the Vikings are in the, NF, in the are we NFC. We took out just AFC. I was just talking NFC. Okay. Yeah, the um, the AFC. I mean, um, the Bengals might be getting things back. Mm. Um, you know, Chase. They finally they were finally able to sort of set free, Chase free from um, the Saint the Saints' coverage mm. and. Um, I mean, I think you can overstate the, um, the the problem with that game. Was not so much that Burrow and Chase were back in the stadium where they had. You didn't know that, did you? Did, I, I, did had, you had catch had, any of the had, like four hundred and ninety three mentions? of It was a, shock. It was
0: a shock, it? shock to me when they mentioned it finally <laughs> yeah. the broadcast. Yeah. Um.
1: But it was more that 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 they knew Andy Dalton. I mean, it's a different Brown uh, Bengals management. But you know, mm. Andy Dalton's not going to beat you deep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have deep receive. You know the receivers who are going to beat you deep either. So Cincinnati's defense, even though they gave up twenty six in that game, was what sort of won the game for mm-hmm. them. But it was good to see Burrow get back. Um, you know it, because that's,
0: is crucial. That's what Proposer is talking about. And you've been yeah. talking about the rule of three, right? If you've got a an offensive lineup that has a big three, then uh, you have have a real edge. Hey, did you just maybe think of something, Mike? I wanted to ask you earlier. Just jumping back to the whole wink. Uh, Lamar-Baltimore Giants situation. Who do you think, uh, oh, I guess it depends on a case-by-case basis, but typically, is there an edge one way or another? So you've got a quarterback that goes up, if you a former defensive coordinator is now playing against you, that you'd be going up against his defenses for years and years and years versus a defensive coordinator that knows the strengths and weaknesses of that quarterback. Yeah, that,
1: that, it's more the latter because hmm. people make a big deal of this, but uh, you don't go up against... Your own defense all that often, you know. You do in preseason a bit, um, you know, in in scrimmaging, but not with full contact all that much anymore. Mm. Mostly during the season, you're you're going up against a scout team, scouts, right? Doing the defense of the team that you're going to play. But I think the defensive coordinators, smart ones, have a pretty good idea of how their former team's offense works you know, and therefore what you can do to kind of try to gum up the works, Um, not necessarily what the quarterback's vulnerable to, but that's probably a big part of it. Mm. Um, You know, what can you do to make Lamar's passing game less effective? Um, You know, which quarterbacks can't handle the blitz um, or what kind of blitzes can't they handle? Uh, And it's, it's an edge, but not a huge edge
0: because Mm.
1: a good defensive coordinator watching your film is going to be able to find, figure out the same sorts of things.
0: Dallas, uh, let's uh, talk about a team that we, I think once Cooper Rush went down, we didn't think we're going to contend. The great Shane Vereen, of course, a regular All-Pro on this show, was one of the few voices that said, let's all calm down a bit. I still think they'll they'll be fine. And he's uh, been uh, proved to be spot on. Really interesting stat from Via the Athletic, just in terms of looking at numbers, well, true media technically was the original source of this. So last season, Mike, Dallas ranked seventh in uh, defensive EPA uh, and they ranked seventh this year but the difference uh, as pointed out uh, by true media and uh, uh, and the athletic that the 2021 teams so both defenses ranking seventh gained a huge amount from uh, turnovers. So they actually ranked first in EPA from turnovers last season. Right. And they've got kind of ball hawking, gamble, boom or bust players that, that yeah. deliver that. 25th they rank in the category this year. So that is, I thought was a really interesting number yeah. to demonstrate the difference year on year.
1: It really is. And statistically wise, it's one of turnovers are one of those things that don't usually repeat year in and year out. They kind of regress to the mean, um, especially fumbles, uh, you know, because even if you're a good team at causing fumbles, you, you can't predict where you're going to be able to recover them. Mm. Um, And this is something that goes back to the early years of like football outsiders and and their, their research. Um, I mean, for Dallas, I think there's a couple of things going on. And the biggest surprise is actually that um, Tyler Smith has played so well, Mm. which has helped to, you know, make the team better all the way around, especially on the running game, which is what they want to do to protect Cooper Rush. Um, but the defense has been so good that they haven't had to play catch up in many games. Right. And Rush, obviously, like most backup quarterbacks, is going to be better, like any quarterback really, is going to be better if you give him a lead. Um, and, you know, you teams, everybody passes better with a lead than they do when they're chasing a lead. Uh, For obvious reasons, the Mm. defense knows you're going to pass and it becomes harder. And Dallas has been very good at that when they've had the lead, because Quinn Quinn has kind of adjusted from his days of playing the Pete Carroll defense, which is a one high defense. However, you look at it, whether it's three deep or just one one deep, but it's Mm. all it's always the opposite of a double of a two of a, a two high defense. And they're playing more of that as well, because they're getting pass rush from four, even though the four is not necessarily the front four, because they can move Micah Parsons around mm-hmm. and take take those kind of things over. So he's been very creative with what he's got in ways that I never expected, you know, to see from him. I thought Micah Parsons would be used in in what they call the Leo in a you know, Pete Carroll is sort of the fourth lineman, who's basically a linebacker, but he comes in for rush situations. Mm-hmm. But they've done a lot more than that, so that's a big thing with them. And what happened yesterday was they fell behind twenty to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before they got that last second field goal at the end end of the first half, so they had to play catch up. And Rush had turned the ball over before that uh, as well, but you know, it put them in a kind of um, disadvantage, and they worked their way back from it. Still. Still depending on the running game, but getting those receivers involved, um, you know, and it's um, it's an interesting situation because when Dak comes back, I said, and I think I said this last week on this show, I would try to keep the offense running at this, you know, Simple, simple level, not simple is the wrong word, but at, at the kind of ball control level that they're at now, rather than say, okay, Dak's back, let's start throwing 30 times. Yeah, game. We, So, you yeah, know? exactly. Risk of
0: us. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: The That's, weird thing in that game, all those 20 points for the Eagles came in the second half quarter. Hmm. They've scored 112 points. In the second quarter this year, so they're basically averaging almost twenty points a second quarter, and nothing in the first quarter. What, <laughs> it's
0: really strange. Can you? Really strange. Can you I have no idea. I have no idea how you explain <laughs> oh, that. Well, anyone can at the NC show. Speaking of which, shout out to Mister Robot. Uh, as we move on to heavyweight teams, or certainly teams we thought uh, were likely to contend that are struggling, we, we've talked uh, well, a fair. You bit got a, three-
1: You got a. You got a text from Brandon
0: Staley. <laughs> a tweet from for no, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Yeah. Poor Brandon Staley. Mr. Robot, I don't think it is Brandon. But I don't know. You might listen to the show. Uh, what is going wrong, Ian Mike, with that Arizona offense? I like the way he refers to it as that Arizona That Arizona offense. That Arizona well, offense. It, every Arizona you know, offense. Hang on, every set. you sit? He follows up. He says, every time I watch them play, it's like they're learning on the job. <laughs> it is. And, and helped by the fact that, that like more, Moore and Murray
1: look like their kids that they picked up out of a pop Warner league yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in the morning before. and said, here, here's a big helmet. <laughs> Off you go. It's a big um, helmet. I mean, the problem is um, I'm not going to put all the blame on cliff Kingsbury, but they really, but. they really still can't run a basic offense. Part of that is Murray just is if you keep him in the pocket and you force him to play as a drop back passer, he's not going to be that good. He's mm-hmm. going to make mistakes. He's going to throw bad balls. He's going to make bad reads. Their game depends on Murray being in in space. And in fact, their game is at it's best when everybody's letting him get in space. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, the designed runs for Murray work. Um, if he scrambles around, it sometimes worked. But I thought that, you know, the key play in that game was the one where he tried to get out of the pocket and couldn't, you know, um, it, it was, it was an excellent kind of pass rush contained pass rush from Seattle. And he thought he had a, go- a door on his left side, but the, the defensive end on that side was basically holding the tackle, waiting to see what he would do. So he was mm-hmm. in effect hidden. And as soon as Murray took the step that way, he he Pop's up. released and popped up and, and and got him. But that's that's the key to beating Arizona is simply keeping Murray between the tackles, mm-hmm. making him look over the rush to to make his throws. You know, and you know maybe that maybe that's better when DeAndre Hopkins comes. Oh, that sounds
0: like Brandon Staley on the Fovia. Oh no, he didn't hear what but, I said. did I he? I think you might have done. No, he's still asleep because he's in um, Los Angeles. Ah, okay. Okay. So, so we're we're He wasn't, Mike. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Keep the all. He doesn't want to say. Lips it, are it, it, sealed. A casino asking where you're paying your tab. Uh, okay, let's move because we've got a lot of grounds to cover before we get out of Dodge. So, okay, Arizona. Are we in so Dodge? Messi no, <laughs> there. Uh, Messi and Tampa, we've slightly touched on them. Uh I guess I'll Messi's want to ask, in Tampa? No, no, no yeah, along with <laughs> <laughs> along with Piatt. Uh no, listen, I wanna I want to ask about uh Brady and in particular, and this is you know, you and I've worked together for many years, so we we don't go in for the sensationalist uh let's overplay certain things happening. But it's starting <laughs> to get interesting that this tiny missed in the off season, the fact he's not training on Wednesdays, he went to Bob Craft's wedding on Friday. Priorities. I mean, yeah, uh, well, I mean, is is is
1: it is, it, is this a Friday? The Friday's the bit that surprised me. Um, you know, if he'd gone on a Wednesday, given that he's not We've practicing got a day off that, anyway, <laughs> that would that would have made that would have made sense. I mean, how much is it? Contributed- it's strange that you and I have been
0: together longer than Brady and Giselle. <laughs> strange on so many levels. How how big an issue is it though? Because you would think, well, if there's one player in the maybe in the history of the game where these absences won't matter it's brady right but are we seeing this
1: yeah we, we we're not seeing it because we don't know what happens inside the inside the quarterback's room um mm. with byron leftwich you know is leftwich doing all the game planning now mm. um is brady watching a ton of tape on tuesday monday and tuesday at home um, you know, or coming in on Monday and Tuesday and then just taking Wednesday off, you know, to, to do that planning. I, I suspect that when you get down to the crunch end of the season, Brady will be there on Wednesdays Um, mm. because okay. you really need to be, it's not just a question of coming up with a game plan. You've got to kind of run through it with the players, you know, and, and a lot of people will make a lot of that tirade on the sidelines. Um, yeah. To uh, directed to his offensive line.
0: He's been doing that for years though, Brady. Well, you know.
1: sort of. Yeah. But, I, that's he has the, though.
0: He has been. I remember him kicking off with Belichick. I mean, he's been doing the, I don't that. See one that looked,
1: as an issue. yeah, that one looked like, and and from the language, kind of sounded like more, more, um, less exoration and more. I don't know what the, I'm trying yeah. to think of the word, yeah. you know, um, but 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 more ac- accusation ac- ac- and, and less sex yeah, oration, You know, the funniest part was the guy. What's his name? Goodwin, the the uh, the run game coordinator. You know, mm. like the sa- who's standing there with his clipboard. <laughs> yeah, it was and the surface was. It? It's like he's afraid to look up. It was know? the surface. He like was like- Brady's screaming and screaming, <laughs> and he's looking down.
0: It, what did someone tweet? Protect the surface. Protect the surface. Yeah, the, the, yeah, nothing, nothing
1: to do with me. You oh, guys, no. you guys sorted out but but yeah i think you know it's partly that this is what happens when when things go bad um Mm. and you don't want to be directing blame publicly i think at your teammates Mm. um so i'm sure that that's the way he was looking at what he was doing you know yeah yeah um and you know like everything else with Brady we will read too much into, or Giselle, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, she was photographed and wasn't wearing her wedding ring, you know? and
0: Yeah. You know, someone- That's nonsense. And I get that. And, and, and like I said, I think this on the sidelines, I mean, it's an interesting distinction you make, but I, I just wonder, it's, I was surprised to hear about the craft story. And I wonder, given what we're seeing on the field, I wonder at what point does the goat's absences become an issue when we didn't think they would be. Yeah. What- yeah. And I mean,
1: and, and on the other hand, How many more weddings is Bob Kraft going to have?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do the Rams need to get a running back before the trade deadline? Was Dan Snyder invited? (laughs) Do the Rams need to get a running back before the trade deadline? Uh, It would probably
1: help. It would help more if they got uh, some offensive linemen. Um, yeah, right.
0: Of course, you know, I would, there, I would, injuries then. Yeah, you
1: know, I, I always look at it that way. That you know, it, a good offensive line turns a, a journeyman back into a good mat, back, and a good back into a very good back, and a very good back into a potentially great back. You know, mm. um, because he has holes to run to, or you know, blockers to. It's fall. kind of like
0: working with you, Iron Mike, to be honest. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I you know, look at the guys who passed through the <laughs> iron, through the Iron Mike <laughs> uh, sweatbox yeah. in the oh, in the God. last That's the last I don't twenty want years to start him, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but but um you know uh, henderson acres is potentially a very good back um in the right circumstances he's kind of like a, a poor man's version of alvin Kamara, but he's been mm. hurt a lot and, he's and going that right?
0: they, they think he's played his last down for the rams yeah it,
1: it might be i mean i saw someone suggesting they can pick up sony michelle you know from from uh the chargers i guess have picked him up have picked him up now yeah Um, there's a bunch of running backs out there you know and the the, rumor mill is saying that the the panthers will get rid of mccaffrey McCaffrey. yeah he'd be a good fit
0: for them if they sort the line out mccaffrey
1: mccaffrey would be a great fit for them Mm. um but yeah they need to sort the line out and um i'm not sure if having fired rule if you get rid of mccaffrey You'd be able to survive in North Carolina um, for very long. It, it was interesting to me, though, that they started to use him. It seemed a bit more like the way he should be used, and and mm. run him less between the tackles, and and sort of you know line him up outside a bit. Um, you know, try try to make the best advantage. He's 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 kind of like a Marshall Falk kind of mm. back at, at, at his best and and you need to be creative with, with the way you use you use those kind of guys so yeah I, I would look the problem of course for the Rams is I don't know what they do in terms of trade what they trade to get some because right. they don't have
0: any draft picks left until like the <laughs> 23rd century yeah, but probably trade some of those I mean they don't seem to bother <laughs> they care too much for them uh, alright well let's wrap with the Bills Chiefs what were your key takeaways from it? Given the Chiefs were banged up defensively, of course. I mean, it was it was a tight affair. A lot of people, I mean, the loads of public money on the over. I wasn't expecting a shoot at it. It wasn't that at all. What were your main takeaways from it, Mike? Um,
1: I th- I thought that I thought that basically they, you know, you they they had to leave the game to Patrick Mahomes. Um, and they they were very creative offensively without getting a lot of points reward for it. Right. Um, um and uh fortunately the, the Jason Kelsey offensive passenger offense thing didn't come back to, to to burn them. Um Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, yeah. I always do that. And um, but Mahomes made a couple of bad plays toward the end of the game. You know, he took that sack when he was doing his dancing routine, you know, coming up to the line of scrimmage and it wasn't a sack cause he crossed the line of scrimmage, Yeah, but it was a two yard gain when on a third and 12, I think. Um, so they had to settle for a field goal, which right away with the amount of time that was left was going to be problematic, mm. um, you know, because you, you knew they weren't going to have, and with a minute left, I thought they had enough time. time to, yeah, for sure. Now you notice Vaughn Miller was playing left defensive end. Mm most of the time which is another one of these things that I've talked about for years you know uh, Michael Strahan was always a left defensive end for the Giants and the thing is money uh, not money ball blind side apart yeah. yes you get a benefit from hitting the quarterback from the blind side but you also get a benefit from rushing against the other team's second best tackle. a
0: matchup right
1: and the quarterback can see you coming the whole way so you may not get the strip sack because he didn't see you coming, but you get the rushed pass or the mm-hmm. quick decision. And that's exactly what happened to Mahomes yeah. Yeah. in that in that situation. He threw a bad pass because he didn't see Teron Johnson outside. Teron Johnson was was outside the play. The the play's running across. Teron J- Johnson is the d- ultimate destination, but he's not the guy who's covering. So he never looked to his right. Because he couldn't, he was under the pressure from Von Miller Mm. and he threw the ball, not realizing that Johnson was there. And that, and that's what, and
0: that's what that game came down to. Yeah, That is fascinating analysis, Mike. I mean, Miller is getting all the, all the headlines and, and deservedly so. Do you think he will prove to be the same kind of impact signing that Stefan Diggs was on the other side of the ball? Now he developed Josh Allen and that offense demonstrably that Miller is the missing piece defensively. (laughs)
1: It's an it's an extra piece for sure, and it's interesting in that in that system where they basically kind of like the Patriots and a few other teams, they've basically not been not thought that a a quality or a top quality edge rusher was necessary. Mm. You know, they 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 would. Bring in edge rushers, you know, guys, Jerry Hughes, for example, you know, guys still talented, but on the downside of their career and and use them as specialist rushers. Russo hasn't really panned out, you know, who's going to be, but he's still okay in those situations. And they're using Miller like that, but he's a much more talented pass rusher so Mm -hmm. that he's not going to see a whole lot of snaps every game. Right. But he will see them in the right the right situation. Right yeah. And then for Miller, after the Bills win the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. then Miller can look around and decide which team's going to win the Super Bowl be, yeah.
0: next year. <laughs> and, you know, a couple and of he, other big things. Go to on them. Um, Singletary five a carry, 85 from 17. That's a very, again, bringing all of this full circle. That's a very positive sign for the Bills. Josh Allen, of course, notwithstanding the weak link that has been cited. By the haters in in recent years has been they just can't get their ground game going. But it looks like that they're starting to. Cincinnati had a good end of last season.
1: They were running. They were running the ball well. Mm. Um, their offensive line. Although I've got to say um, Dawkins, the left tackle, mm. was holding like a. I don't know what what's a holding machine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, blatantly. Um, more in the pass game, pass rush than the run game Mitch Morse should have got called one time that I saw you know mm. was 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 really flagrant but you know but when when you're when you're literally like grabbing out and holding guys which is what what uh, Dawkins did a couple of times you would think that that's enough to get to get called and mm. you know and I know that bills fans will start screaming in about the the uh, Jones the Jones trip Mm -hmm. Um, which could have been a huge play um, as it happened. But I I understand why that wasn't called or, or maybe why Brad Allen didn't see it because he did have his hands on him. And he didn't extend the leg at that. At the first point, he'd sort of created a gate. You know how you, you do that to stop somebody going by. Mm-hmm. So so his his knee, his upper leg was out straight and his his other leg. So he caught him in, and then he extended the leg to make sure that he went down. So Gosh. Alan may not have, may yeah. may not have seen that. You know, yeah. I, it, I mean, I'm not that I'm not that I feel any need to make excuses for Brad Allen because, mm. you know, it drives me crazy. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's I think the bill's. Don't need another running back per se, because mm. um, a lot of people are talking about various trades for running backs, yeah. um, and the, the Bills seem to always be at the top of that um, mm. that mark. Uh, yeah, I think you get Christian McCaffrey, for example, and and the Carolina connection with, with McDermott is, you yeah, know, sure, what everybody mentions. That would be the equivalent of Von Miller, I think, on their defense. Mm. It would just be one. He wouldn't have to carry that offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Spell him. Uh, pinch hit. All right. Love that. I'm Mike, uh, and I love the last 60 minutes uh, of your insight as ever. At Castle Sports, how you follow the big man on Twitter, uh, Patreon. We mentioned that. Uh, before I might, it's Patreon.com forward slash Mike Carlson FMTE. Go and subscribe to that for more styling Yeah, you like. can
1: read about what did I call Dan Snyder? Snyderly Whiplash, who was the villain in the Dudley Do-Right cartoons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's one for you kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant, and you can subscribe to it. I, I, I do, and I heartily recommend you do as well. Going, we'll fire a link out to it on our social channels at the NC show Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and guess what? Yep, yeah, we're on TikTok as well. In fact, you might even get to see if you head on over to TikTok. Iron Mike's t-shirt, brandy t-shirt. He was uh, just showing. <laughs> oh, oh sorry, yeah! yeah I forgot. guess right now. Let's see it. I'm like, oh, you want to see it? There yeah. we go. For those listening to the pod and not watching this, anti-growth coalition. I'm a, mem- right. I'm a member. Card cash. <laughs> Mostly concerned
1: member. with my stomach, but that's you know, another
0: question. <laughs> Is that the growth they're talking about? I hadn't, I hadn't put two or two together there. Brilliant stuff, bud. Uh, loving your work. Enjoy the week and check in Monday. Talk to you next week. Mike's back Monday. You can guarantee that. Uh, Shane Vareen back in the house, all pro. He's back Wednesday for our week seven a preview show. We've got FFS with the guru Sandrini. Don't forget to get involved. If you haven't already with our DraftKings Listener League, edge rush me and Propo, edge rush gang out there. Yeah, you will know how my Drew Lock went again this week. Hey, on the flip side, and I am a glass half full kind of guy, as you will know, people. Uh, on In our uh, DraftKings League, well, actually, outside of the league specifically, I entered a team, as me and the Guru Sandrini and Oli are doing every week, trying to win money for charity. I won $20. Uh, for our charity pot so hey maybe i'm just going to give up the picks and just concentrate on daily fantasy the guru is turning me into an all pro on that front so anyway ffs dropping edge rush dropping later in the week shane that show should drop wednesday ish we're recording it wednesday so it should be out later on that day and if you haven't already subscribed to us whichever platform you're on incidentally i just wanted to give a shout out to everyone who has left reviews on spotify over on itunes really frankly uh apple podcasts i should say any platform you listen to us on that allows you to leave a review really appreciate that really uh, means a lot we love what we do we love the fact you are along for the ride and it helps us as well with sponsors and uh, all of that jazz the algorithms apparently for those platforms so spread the word if you like the show and you're enjoying it and you're subscribing to it let uh, people know let your friends know we will build and build and build as the season rolls on all right enjoy bye for now okay.